What's up, Pelicans fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Pelican Debrief Podcast. My name is Preston Ellis, and in case you guys didn't know, Pelican Debrief is part of the grander fan-sided sports network. This is the ultimate home for fans, and you guys must be the ultimate fans because you're listening to me right now. Now, yesterday we treated you guys with Saints Nation expert Andrew Juge. What up, Juge? And today, to prepare for tonight's matchup with our Southwest Division foe, we are bringing on Houston Rockets expert Kelly Eco. Now, Kelly is a contributing writer for Space City Scoop. This is Fansided's link to all things Houston Rockets. You guys, it's time to speak with the enemy. And now we welcome in Rockets expert, Kelly Eco. Now, you guys can follow Kelly at Space City Kelly and follow the Space City Scoop at Space City underscore Scoop. Now, Kelly, first question. The Rockets are 49-22. and 22. They're five and a half games back of the second-seeded Spurs, five and a half games ahead of the fourth-seeded Jazz. So, since there's nowhere for you guys to go with a couple of games left, are you content resting everyone tonight and letting our Pelicans win? Absolutely not. What? <laughs> Man, the last game, we got spanked by y'all. Like, y'all hit us in the mouth, and we don't want that to happen again. So, we cannot, we cannot rest people tonight, no. <laughs> okay, I thought, I thought it was worth a shot. Now, you guys, Kelly has a great new article up on their site uh, diagnosing the differences between Russell Westbrook and James Harden's MVP race. Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, Pell's fans saw firsthand your your candidate last week. He put up, I think, 41, 13, and 11. And yeah. in your article, you discuss how he'd have to miss 177 shots to match the efficiency of Russell Westbrook. Yeah. He's directly creating 56%, an all-time high of your team's shots, while Westbrook's yeah. close behind at 55. Harden's yeah. up on win shares. Talk a bit about your article and why James Harden is the MVP. Um, well, to me, basically, he's the MVP to me because he's done more in terms of wins and losses, and he's affecting the team's success more. He has to carry the offensive load, and we have the number two offense in the league for a reason. And Russ, while he's doing a great job, his team offense is still ranked about like 17, 18. So it's still, it's actually, it's not actually that much different than him in years past. And Harden has raised his game in levels we never thought we would see. You know, like going into the season, there was a narrative that he was selfish, you know, a ball hog. He had problems with Dwight. And that trickled out to the team. And it was, it was a horrible year. And going into the year, Whenever the Rockets added Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson and we're going to start Capella, the experts said, oh, it's not going to work. We're going to be a horrible defensive team. We're going to finish maybe ninth, tenth in the in the West or fighting for the eighth spot. And I don't know. We're on 49 wins right now, and it's looking pretty good. So. It's looking pretty good indeed. Uh, you touched on Mike D'Antoni. He's an early favorite for Coach of the Year after switching – the bearded one to to point guard and with bringing in his running gun style with bringing in Gordon and Ryan Anderson, we thought it was a disaster having those guys last year. <laughs> Are you surprised at how well this is all working out this year? Yeah, to be honest, I'm not going to lie to you, Pete. Uh, it's actually pretty surprising. Um, in terms of them staying healthy relatively, you know, well, I know you, you had them for longer than we did. So, you, like, I know you're well aware of their injury history. So, and I wasn't sure that they were going to hit threes like we knew them to, like, because 
the last couple of years, we've been missing a bunch of threes. And I didn't know just how well it would mesh. And D'Antoni, his previous stints didn't, they weren't so hot, you know? So it's crazy. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, for me, he's coach of the year because of what he's done. Yeah, it's pretty incredible how how well you guys are doing. We were laughing when you guys handed out 130 million to Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson. We were all things considered just just glad to be rid of them. Are you aware as a Rockets fan the disdain that Pels fans have for Gordon and Ryan? Gordon referred to the Pelicans as uh, I'm I'm trying to think of just uh, a poor. mismanaged organization earlier in the year. Yeah. Ryan Peterson claimed in the preseason he had never seen as many open shots as he had in a practice with the Rockets. It's cleared they're glad to be gone, and we're glad they're gone. Do you guys get any of this? Do you hear any of this back and forth in Houston? Well, um, initially in the beginning of the year, like I heard a couple things from New Orleans, and I heard how happy they were I guess to be gone, but you know it's the case of the you know the new the new hot wife. You know, uh, I love my hot wife. Before it's just like who cares? But it, it's one of those cases where it was actually good for both teams because you guys needed kind of a you know shift new direction, and we also did. So it was just one of those weird good two sided divorce that was good on for both sides. Yeah, it worked out well for both of us. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your supporting cast. Most most of the NBA this year, um, or I guess in general around uh, the NBA, it's always assumed that a team doesn't have the possibility of contending without having at least a two-headed monster. Now you've got three on most teams needing to contend with uh, Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love, and Steph Curry and all the boys in Golden State. You guys have one guy, James Harden. After him, you've got Capella, Ariza, Gordon, Williams. You guys are incredibly deep, but you really just have one guy. Do you yes. guys have a second banana, in your opinion? And if you do, who would that guy be? Who's the second most important player to making your team run? Wow. That's a good thing. Um, to me, it has to be Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, wow, that hurts me. Why do you say that, Ego? Is that on purpose? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> nah, but oh, it's, man. it's the fact that it's the fact that okay, with Ariza and Patrick Beverly, you, you like know what you're gonna get. You know, you're gonna get good defense, and you're gonna hit, you're gonna get some threes, right? Capella, you know, is gonna set picks and run to the rim. But going back to last season. Harden averaged what twenty nine a game, and the next highest score was I was thirteen, and then Beasley was like eleven or something like that, or, or twelve or something. And Eric Gordon has come in and helped take that scoring load off of Harden. Like at times, though, times last year, whenever Harden sat, we looked like an eighth grade basketball team. You know, like it was a mess. And Eric Gordon's come in and taken a lot of the load off of him. He can even handle the ball on a pin sometimes. And he just made everything so much easier and free-flowing and smooth. And I'm so happy we have him. Yeah, it really hurt Pell's fans' hearts to see him win that three-point competition uh, a few <laughs> weeks ago. 
And and I can't believe that Eric Gordon's the one that you went with. I, I think that's just mean, man. Um, but that that does answer a question for me that I was going to ask you a bit later. Sixth Man of the Year, you guys are just up for all the awards this year. It's kind of ridiculous. And the Sixth Man candidate right now is pretty much a toss-up between your two sixth and seventh men, I guess, Lou Williams and Eric Gordon. Does this mean you give it to Gordon? Yeah, I, I would, uh, based on the fact that, um, well, he had a, uh, his year was overall was better than Lou Williams in terms of team and stuff. Not saying it's not Lou Williams' fault he played for the Lakers, but Eric Gordon was contributing more to our success than Lou Williams was to the Lakers. And them, they actually got, they traded him so they could actually lose more games, in my opinion, which says a lot. But, Hey, if you if, if you're throwing around the world for sale, I'm I'm gonna take one. Okay, so I like them both, but Eric Gordon, I give him a slight nod for me for six man of the year. Lou Williams was ridiculous in his first matchup with the Pelicans. He just uh, casually strolled in. I think he had been a rocket for like three hours and scored 27 on us. So uh, it was pretty infuriating how many three pointers you guys. In fact, you guys set records for three-pointers made and attempted in December with 24 and 61. Are you guys going to chuck it up like that again tonight? 61? Oh, my God. 61 attempted three-pointers. You made 24 of them. It was just <laughs> really, man. Man, I don't like shooting. I'm not going to lie to you. That's, that's a lot of threes. But, yeah, uh, you live by the three and die by the three, so by all means, chuck it up. All right, dude. So what's, well, let's talk about the game plan today. Uh, we beat you guys last week, although Boogie Cousins wasn't in the lineup. Boogie will, by all accounts, be in the lineup today. So do you guys go big with Nene and Capella, or do you guys try to go small and just uh, outrun the Pels and shoot another 61 three-pointers? Oh, let me see. Well, in the first game, Nene actually did a pretty good job on the bigs and I think I think we should go with a normal lineup today but start Nene instead of Capella and uh, I say that for the reason of Nene he's been he, he's pretty well rested up to this point like yeah, well like a three day break yeah he needed that and he does well against like Bigger, stronger dudes as opposed to Capella because Capella's still growing to his body and Nene's a full-fledged, grown man and stuff. We just can't, like last game, Tommy was dumb on this. And I was like, what the heck? And and he showed why y'all paid that money for him. You know, I'm honestly, if he can do that on a consistent basis, y'all will be pretty well off. So we have to limit those the other guys going off like obviously we know that demarcus and ad or or they're the do their thing but we have to limit the other guys we can't let those guys get off because that's what we're going to lose yeah i was going to ask you um on defense how how do you try to slow down ad and boogie you mentioned nene but are you guys worried about another solomon hill explosion he set career highs in every major category against you guys last week why is it always going to be against Houston, though? Like, Corey Burrow went to 61. Like, like, uh, uh, what was his name from the Hawks? What's his name? Um, Tim Hardaway? Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Jr. went to Dumont. Like, it's always against us that they, like, 
No. Oh. Jesus, I don't know. I think I think nine wins, you're doing just fine in the three seed. I wish you know what? Spare spare us a couple of those. Uh, uh, the Southwest is too tight, man. This is this is your karma for taking both Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson. (laughs) 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 The what happened to Cassie though? Like. You know what, man? I don't want to talk about it. It hurts my heart. We've got a lot of um, there's there's another popular site in New Orleans called Bourbon Street Shots, and one of their representatives, Michael McNamara, he's just yeah, just a, a dissenter as far as Caspi's concerned. You would think he was an eighth grade basketball player, as you said earlier. As far as he's concerned, yeah. we had the bird rights to this guy. We were actually really excited to add him. He gives a little bit of defense. He gives some scoring. He gave 12 points in 20 minutes in his first game against you guys. He played respectably. He shoots well from three. And more than that, we had his bird rights. We had the capability to sign him. If we do sign Drew Holiday, which by all pundits we probably will, we're not going to have any cap space. And we could have really used those those bird rights to get in another like role player, even if he's only an eighth or ninth man. And instead, we just discarded him to pick up Hollis Thompson or Reggie Williams or 10 days worth of Jarrett Jack. And we ended up getting Jordan Crawford, which is working out really well for us. But all these other guys, when we could have just held on to Caspi, and now Caspi's back and he's playing for the Timberwolves. And it's just like an (laughs) unmitigated disaster as far as I'm concerned. Uh, But you know what? We've got Jordan Crawford, so I'm not worried at all. This guy's probably going to score 47. We call him Michael Jordan Crawford. I don't know if you're aware. So when you see him filling up the box score tonight, you can can thank Michael Jordan Crawford for the loss. Wow. Man, we're crazy for some Crawford over here. Okay, let's let's talk back about Lou Williams for for a second. Talk about some offseason because we are concerned about you guys going forward. This is our last matchup with you this year. Lou Williams has one year left, seven million. Nene set to be a free agent. You're bringing them back, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. My boys are coming back. Okay, let's talk yeah. playoffs. You guys are a three seed. So who do you see yourself going up with in in the first round, and then? Once you get by them, would you prefer to see the Warriors or the Spurs in the second round? Um, right now, I think we're going to see Oklahoma, but I want to see Memphis, kind of. Yeah. And uh, in the second round, I think I think we're going to I think we're going to uh, get the Spurs, but I don't want to see the Spurs, man, because. You know, you know how the Spurs are in the Southwest. Yeah, they're terrifying. All right, well, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Southwest Division in general. Um, like I said, we won't see you guys again, but with a full off season to to bring Boogie into our system, uh, going forward, which Southwest opponent gives you the most concern? Is it the obviously the Spurs? After the Spurs, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, or are you afraid of the Pels going forward? Going forward, it has to be the Pelicans because, you know, the Grizzlies are getting old. You know, Gasol and them boys. And uh, I'm actually really glad that LeBron's on our, in our division, to be honest. Yeah, right? Isn't that a lucky break? Yeah. Imagine if LeBron's on the Pelicans. That would be. I know. How do we make that happen? Oh, <laughs> I wish that he had been from Destrehan or, or Mandeville instead of from Akron, Ohio. That would have worked out great for us. Yeah, that would be stupid, man. Maybe but, yeah, next time. That's be the plug. All y'all need, all y'all need, you have, have a good coach. You have two of the best bigs in the game. You just need 
You have a good point guard. I actually seen an, uh, an article yesterday about advanced uh, defensive uh, stats, and Drew Holiday is the number one defensive guard in the league. Wow, where did you read that? Do you remember? On Bleacher Report, yeah. They, they had some kind of advanced stat. But it was a whole shebang. Like You know what? They, they have, you know, I feel like you guys do this on purpose. This is, this is all some masterminded scheme to get us to give him $30 million a year for the next five years, totally like cap ourselves out, and <laughs> be stuck with this respectable point guard who does play great defense. He's like an off-guard combo. If we give him the ball too much, he turns it over. So he's more suited to, like, hang in the corner and make a little uh, happen out there. But, man, he's never going to be an all-star, and you're trying to get me to give him $150 million. Why are you doing that, Eco? <laughs> how is y'all the... How are y'all caps? I don't know how y'all's cap is looking. Okay, so right now we've got about $15 million available in cap space. We're already pretty capped out with a dead salary linked to Omar Sheik and Alexis Agensa. So what's inevitably going to happen is we're going to re-sign Drew Holiday. We're going to go over the cap. We're only going to have uh, a $3.6 million trade exception. We can basically just take on any player at that salary if we give them a pick or maybe if they just want to discard that player. We also have our biannual exception, which is about $3 million a year. And then we have our mid-level exception. Now, let me give you an idea, Eco, of what some of our experts think we can do with this yeah. mid-level e- exception. We can improve our roster to the point of maybe adding a, a Darren Collison, maybe an Ian Clark, uh, maybe a Justin Holiday. Do these guys scare you yet? What about Joe Ingles? Um, Joe Ingles is underrated. He, he would actually be really good. I think. He you know what? I'll like, take that back. We're probably not going to be able to afford him at eight million a year. Do you think Joe goes for eight million a year? I don't see why not. He should. He hasn't done anything in the league yet. So I know, but a forty-five percent uh, three-point shooter. Right now, it says he's uh, marked at forty-three point two. So that works out really well with uh, the usage rates that Demarcus and Anthony Davis have. Just throwing the ball out to him and letting him make a three. I would pay $8 million yeah. for that, actually. I would, too. Yeah. Well, We're going um, to have to give up some picks to get some real help. Um, we could use our trade exception for guys like Will Barton or Dwayne Deadman. Oh, man, I wish I had Will Barton. Will Barton. Y'all should actually just, actually just go raid the, the um their, their team, the Nuggets yeah, team. Nuggets, Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, Barton, Gallinari, just get both of them. Know. You know what, Eco? They're really uh, overcrowded at the shooting guard right now. I wrote this in my article. I had a trade piece a week ago. Right now at shooting guard, I believe they have Gary Harris. They have Will yeah. Barton. They have Jamal yeah. Murray. And then they have this top 15 pick who I love from Florida State named Malik Beasley. They have all of these yeah, guys. Beasley. None, yeah. none of these guys are playing. If the Nuggets want to give me Malik Beasley, I'd be happy to give them two second-round picks or, I don't know, maybe some uh, some expiring contract like Quincy Pondexter in exchange. Um, give them something. Quincy to... Pondexter? I forgot about him. I mean? know, man. He hasn't played a minute in two years, but he was a great player. He was a big difference maker for us in 2015 when we made that late run and, and got into the eighth seed. But, uh, man, it's really killed us not having him, although um, – the way you guys let Solomon Hill play, maybe Solomon Hill's going to be an all-star soon, so we certainly appreciate that. Uh, I, hate, I hate Solomon Hill. <laughs> I 
All right, Ego, you're the man. Thank you so much again for your time. Again, you guys, follow Kelly at, at on Twitter, Space City Kelly. And follow his site, Space City Scoops, at Space City underscore Scoop. If I can plug you for a bit, check out his James Harden and Russell Westbrook triple doubles and the MVP. It's live on their site right now. Go ahead and give it a read. Um, also, if you're a bit of a football fan, uh, tell our fans about your podcast. It's at Word on the Pitch. Yeah, on Word on the Pitch. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, me and my friends in Austin. Just have a little podcast going and um, just talk about soccer, the Premier League, and if you like soccer. Tune in. It's pretty funny. So, give it a shot. All right. That's word on the pitch again. Kelly Eco, thank you so much. Come back anytime. And uh, I look forward to smack talking you tonight on Twitter. All right. See you, Preston. That's it, Pels fans. Thank you so much again for listening. My name is Preston Ellis. You can follow me at Preston Ellis, and you can follow our site at Pelican Debrief. Or read our stuff at pelicandebrief.com. We've got a good uh, discussion up for you guys right now. And uh, Rick Stone, our editor, is also going to give you guys a good warm-up for tonight's matchup. So check that out. Thank you again. Come back anytime. Hopefully we'll get a win for you guys tonight. And uh, also, on Sunday, we will be interviewing another enemy in uh, preparation for the Nuggets game. So check back Sunday morning for that. Thank you guys again. And let's go Pelicans. Pelicans.